TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 519, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Yusun from Los Angeles, costume designer and TV enthusiast. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, guys, thanks for showing up. Uh, and this week in the news, we have that Jack Ryan has been renewed for season four. Uh, is anyone watching that? Is anyone watching that? I am not, but uh, somebody's watching it because it got renewed. So I guess. Not me. Uh, Pennyworth has is moving to HBO Max in time for season oh, three. I didn't even know Pennyworth sense. was still a thing. Like I stopped it, watching. It's it. actually a really good show. It's not for everybody because it's very quirky, very strange, but it's it's really fun. I I, I love the show. Oh, well, I'm so it, glad. It, I'm so glad because I want to go back to it. I forgot about it. Just a hundred percent. Just forgot. Well, it was hard to find on Stars, so now it's going to be on HBO Max. So I'm it was assuming... actually on Epix. Oh, Al, yeah. whatever. I don't it have was to on. pay for Epix now, yay. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Titans has been renewed for season four. Uh, Doom Patrol has been renewed for season four. Uh, Be Positive co-showrunner and creator has been let go. Well, they said he has left the show and parted away. He got fired. That's usually like studio talk for... He got fired. To be fair, though, I didn't think Be Positive was very good. It's not a very good show. I don't show. know what you're talking about. Who's on that show? What's the show? It's a Where comedy it on? on a network that I'm blanking on right now. CBS? Uh, is, oh, I feel like it's on CBS. I watched the pilot, and I thought it was awful. Who's so, in it? I don't remember now. Nobody, okay. Nobody that I really like particularly, so I don't remember. I'm not going to make up names now. All right, sure. and the last piece of news I have is that Blind Spotting has been renewed for season two at Stars. For anybody who's watching Blind Spotting. All right, let's move on to the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Only Murders in the Building, and this is the penultimate episode. And in theory, they're supposed they're leading us down the road to tell us who they say who the murderer is for Tim Kono. Though I will say they only really show who was sleeping with Tim Kono, not necessarily who mm-hmm. murdered Tim Kono. Correct. I don't believe it's her because I think that Let's would be... Let's tell who her is. Oh, we're going to say it? Yeah. Well, okay, the celloist. The celloist. She doesn't... She's uh, not the celloist. She's the bassoonist. She's oh, bassoonist. Sorry. Very sorry, different. Sorry. I was like, it's sorry. a really different instrument. Yeah. Well, that's funny that you say that because the other day you said oboist. And I was like, wait, what? And At I was least like, an oh, no, oboe wait. is in the same family. So close. It's a reed <laughs> instrument. I, I agree with you. I wasn't even going to correct you. But yes, yeah, sorry. I mean, in my defense, which is actually a good point of the show, it's such a trope that the lady character is a cellist. Let's be honest. You know what <laughs> That's I mean? true. Like, so I this time they make her give her bassoon. Yes. Yes. So I, it's like the show does that little tweak and it just one of those things that like a small detail that I feel like makes the show just that much better. gives it texture. Um, well, I, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. all I was going to say is the only thing is they're making us think 
that she's the killer because, you know, they were like, it was a crime of passion. It was, it was, you know, it was uh, obviously someone poisoned him because they were mad. That's, that's passion, not for any other motive. And then they reveal after that, that, you know, they like, he slept with some woman and then you, they lead you to believe that it's the, uh, bassoonist. So you're supposed to, you're supposed to connect the two things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And on top of that, she lied about being first chair. I know! <laughs> that made me sad! That made me sad! I don't know why, but it made me feel like her being a little, not pathetic, but I don't know, it made me sad. It did. Well, having been in an I, orchestra, I know what a big deal that is, and I was, oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, me I was too. sad, too. It, it looked like something that had happened recently, too, though, that, yep, she, that she got knocked down. first chair. And, yeah, yeah, and then she's replaced by this this girl who's like, you know, like right out of high school or something. So, yeah. yeah. So I understand why she wouldn't say that because she's embarrassed, but also doesn't make her a killer. So, yeah. No, I no, think it's I think direct. show I, I definitely absolutely. is red herring us, you know, it's being like, she's a liar. So it's kind of impugning her. Well, the you know, only her, thing is um, she kept trying. You know, the only know. thing I will say is she kept trying to put suspicion on the guy with the cat. Like, every time she was involved in the investigation, she was like, cat guy did it. So, she's, and his cat also was poisoned. So, that's the only thing that makes me think, she, for some reason, she doesn't like this guy. I don't know why, but, um, but yeah. That's By the, the way, that only... was a hilarious scene. When they were sitting with the rest of the, uh, the apartment building, when they right, were right. doing the, the meeting. Right. And the guy is oh, talking right. about how right. he's sure that the, the killer is the same person. Who tore the leg off his cat? <laughs> and, and he, he so I totally forgot about that. Uncomfortably in his chair, and I was I was just howling. That was a great scene. Well, then somebody was like, it "Why? Was. Do you, why are you keeping your cat in your freezer? Like, you can get kicked out of the apartment complex for that." And he was like, "I'll shut up now." Like, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, so, right. any guesses, um, predictions going into the finale? If we think that she's the red herring, who do you think is the actual murderer? I think it's the janitor's. Uh, I think it's the 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 son's father. Um, I mean, the, the, you mean the tie dye tie dye guy's father? Correct, correct. I think he's super pissed about his son being unfairly, you know, um, arrested and and in prison. Uh, I I would be a little disappointed if it's him. I mean, it would really be one of those things where it's like, yeah, we introduced him once or twice. Uh, we we forced you to forget about him, but guess what? It's him. You know what I mean? Like that's a little predictable. Um, but it, I mean, to their credit, I guess they they did put you know a breadcrumb or two. They at least showed him. You know what I mean? Um, but I just can't think of anybody else that we would like. Well, I mean, I feel know. like it, it could be also the cat guy. They keep saying it's him, and everybody keeps dismissing it. So it would be hilarious if it was actually him. That's all. I'm saying. That's not a bad thing. I also bad. thought that it's possible for it to be like the head of the homeowners, the or the. the oh yes, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bunny. Yeah, she's it just so... seems to me that she is really picky about who stays and who goes yes, in there. Yeah, and excellent. So, yes. Yeah, I she's, think that's a possibility. She's really evil. She's like mean enough to kind of that would be very believable. And I like that guess actually better than my than, than my building managers. You know, uh, guess I do actually. I might switch to Allison, but but <laughs> actually, just to keep things interesting. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to keep She's it mean enough to poison pets. Is, is yeah, all I, I feel can. like yeah, and that, they've definitely set that up better. We like see a lot of her, and we absolutely see uh, you know proof of just how evil she is and uncaring and you know conniving and manipulative. So that would actually be a way better choice than mine. But I'm still gonna go with the janitor because I don't know, just for just for just to just be to contrary. be different. All right, yeah, podcast. But- we have our sealed envelopes. Our choices are picked. <laughs> yes, yes. But wait, I just want to say this. I I don't know if we're jumping off of uh of Yeah, murders, we are. But, we're about to move um, on. Okay, this has to be said. Um it's quick. Uh Martin Short again proves he is VIP of the series. VIP. Oh, yeah. He brings the funny, he brings the pathos. Um he brings the like actually good acting. But this to me was fantastic when he opens the door because, you know, Brazo has the um the, stunt the, double. The, the stunt double and he goes, you know, what have you done to yourself, you know? And then, and you think he's going to say, like, you look amazing, you know? And then he goes, it's too much. Whatever you did, it's too much. Too much. And I just, I was not expecting that line, and the delivery was so good. So, yeah, VIP. VIP. All right. It's an, I, I, I know that we're trying to get off of this, but I do want to say one thing, that because it was a big thing in this episode, and we haven't discussed it at all, is that Jane Lynch was hilarious oh, as, the stu- as his stunt yeah. double. I mean, first of all, when they're talking about you know his stunt double, your, your mind immediately goes to some guy, and then Jane Lynch walks through the door. And she just nailed it. She, I mean, she always does. She is a treasure. But, oh, she was funny in this. Yeah, she, she was, was really good. That, that's absolutely true. All right, we got to move on. Uh, so next up, we are going to talk about the season finale of Evil. And I was, I'm sighing because everything that they did in the episode was pretty good. Leland is as evil as you want. I want him dead. I want him dead very badly now. <laughs> Uh, so when she like gets that that pickaxe, and I was like, she's gonna kill Leland. Don't you can't kill Leland. I was like, but uh, I kind of want you to kill Leland. So like I was <laughs> I was kind of like, because he's so he has this thing. He's not even a villain you love to hate. He's annoying more than yeah. anything else. And I just was like, uh, he's such a weasel. And I ke- and then I was like, wait a minute. Will a pickaxe kill him? Because I was like, he made a deal with the devil, and he's doing like I'm not even entirely sure what would happen if she hit him in the head with this pickaxe. So I was, I kind of wanted to find out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I give them double props because this show is at the end of season two, and they've been hinting at a relationship between David and Ker- Kristen since the beginning of season one. So, and they've been hinting at it, they fake it out, they make it a dream, they do blah, 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 and I... Well, they did go to, they did sleep with each other in season one. No, they didn't, that was a dream. That didn't actually happen. It never happened. Oh, you're right, okay, that's right. That's what I'm saying, they screw with you the whole time, and you're like, and so I was kind of like guiltily shipping them, and I was like, uh, I shouldn't ship them, but I kind of do. But then once you get all the way through season two and you get to, and, and I started to not like Kristen because she was obviously possessed. She was all evil and I was sleeping with all these people. And I was like, it's gross. And I was like, I don't want her with David. And then he actually, you know, did his ordination and he became a full on priest. And I was like, well, of course, now they can't sleep together. It's fine. And of course, now they sleep together. I was like, are you kidding me? So I was screaming at my television, which is I'm sure what they wanted evil evil showrunners that they are 
I'm sure they were laughing and rubbing their hands together as they wrote this. Uh, so mission accomplished. Um, what did you think, Allison? I I liked elements of the the finale. I thought if you looked at at, at the the finale piecemeal, you know, okay, there's this that happened and that that happened. Each each of them were well done individually, but it didn't seem to really gel together into a coherent last episode. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I spent, we, he had the whole thing with the, the, the cannibal kid and right. that seemed like, it's like, when it you've got a finale, feel like filler. Yeah. It feel, yeah, it like did. Filler. I mean, you don't introduce a new element, even though I think that all of that stuff, because they finally said, oh, all these sigils are actually the houses of various demons. I think and I knew so that though. I feel like I already knew that didn't feel like new information to me. It it sort of did because we knew that they were demonic symbols, but we didn't know that they actually represented specific houses. But we and, knew and that sixty end... demons had escaped. Like we knew that, so I felt like those were like I already came to that conclusion. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, it's it just seems like something that they're they're gelling together to do for next year, which is fine. But I don't think you need to devote the bulk of an episode to it, especially when it's your finale. I think that that's when you take all the things you've introduced prior to that and, and you know, bring them together instead of introducing something else. And also, so I think I, the grandmother, I feel like we should know, like there should be more consequences to the grandmother going full on demonic evil. Yeah, yeah, they're still playing with that. I mean, we're still, we're no more advanced really in that than we were about halfway through this season. Correct. And, and, I, and so, I'm frustrated you know, with that. Yeah, I think, you know, everything that you said was was right. That Like all the little pieces are fine, but I just don't think it gelled very well into an episode. And the, especially the thing at the, the end when they finally come together, um, again, timing, it's like you... It, he hasn't been a priest for 24 hours. I know. It's like, now you're doing this? I know. I was um, like, you had two seasons to slip with Kristen. Two. You knew now? now? Now you're doing it. Oh, and, and, come you know, on. The thing that you see that's supposed to, to explain why he does this, where he suddenly gets all these, these sexual flashbacks and, you know, visions and things like that. And the, the introduction of this character that says, oh, well, you know, it has something to do with, her, her late sister and his guilt over it or whatever it was. And it's like, that would have been fine if that had all been introduced earlier in his well, development. The, 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 she was yeah. that the sister. Absolutely. Like they, they had like two well, episodes with her. It vaguely, but they didn't have, no, they, she, she was totally in two episodes that, that lawyer woman that he was on FaceTime with. She was in two episodes. He slept I with know her. She, uh, she was, but yeah, but they didn't do that. They didn't talk about the whole thing yes, with, they oh, you're guilt over the sister. Yes, See, they I did. Don't... They absolutely did. They absolutely did. Uh, really? I don't remember that at all. Um, yeah, they did. Okay. But when so the episodes, I'll... in the episode when he slept with her, they talked about it. Okay. Well, I, because I don't remember you blanked that. blanked on it. Um, okay. I, did... I blanked on it entirely. Um, but the thing is, all these, you know, he has so many visions Right. If and, and yet we don't get the sexual visions in, until this one episode. That's true. And if we we'd heard about it beforehand, um, if we'd seen him have these kinds of of images before, well, we have. He's had dreams where he slept with Kristen. So like some of that we do have. Yeah, but not not these really you know weird threesome kind of things where That's he's true. just 
constantly being inundated with this. And it just seemed like, well, let's slap it together now so that we can have a shocker ending and, and have them kiss. Um, so that it just didn't work for me. And I'm, not, and, I'm you know, not disagreeing. I feel like they did set it up. They set it up in season one and they set it up a little, but they didn't build it. Like it didn't ramp up. They didn't build it. No, right. It didn't it ramp like up. They set it. up the pieces, but they didn't actually ramp it up to where you felt like his resolve was going to crack. Like they, yeah. like so the episode big, last week, so one big slice of bread. What? I said, so one big slice of bread and no breadcrumbs. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Well, it's more like, <laughs> yeah, there's no breadcrumbs leading toward yeah, it. Yeah. It's yeah. What she's saying. And, and yeah. that's, that's, I mean, maybe there's a breadcrumb or two, but it's, it's like so small that you just, you know, sort of well, sweep it under the rug. You're not no, going to I mean, it. well, the, the thing is last week when they were showing his doubts about, becoming a priest they made it about like what being a priest versus being a minister what that mission was so they made it big picture that his doubts were about the big picture and it wasn't about his temptation or all this other stuff and so it is really weird that the thing that actually and they did say in the finale of season one that Kristen was going to be the key to keeping him from becoming a priest that she, that her seducing him was part of their plan. Like they say it out loud, but that was so long ago. I'm sure you forgot about it. I, only reason I remember because I watched all this stuff. At, like I, I slammed it all to get at once, which is why I still remember it. But yeah, the Leland and the goat demon guy uh, before Leland ate that dude, which is disgusting. Uh, their plan was to corrupt Kristen so she would seduce David. And right. Keep him becoming but, but a priest. But she was she she had become possessed, and that was part of it. And we saw her, you know, get better. Right. Um, so she's she's over her possession, but she's still acting in in some ways like she, you know. Well, yeah, it's but yes, factor. Yeah, but also we don't know exactly when she became possessed, but she's always been attracted to him. Like that's kind of where they were starting from. And they were putting the thoughts in her mind and giving her dreams of sleeping with him even before she was possessed. So they had set, they had set that up pretty well in season one. The problem is they didn't execute it until the end of season two. So it's like a weird kind of like they set it all up and built it up and then didn't do anything with it for a season. And then all of a sudden... And then suddenly hit you with and it. Then they and then it's you just it. like, what? Yeah. I'm not disagreeing, but we let's move on. Um, I'd say the finale was okay. It wasn't great. Um, I am still curious. I, I just want Leland to get a pickaxe in some orifice. I don't care. So... I would, well, the thing is, you know, I really, really like Michael Emerson. And I, I'm, I'm sure you do too because you were a huge fan of... of uh, um, person of interest where he really gave an amazing performance in there. And this I feels like, like he's gonna, walking through this. Yeah, it really does. Like he needs a house payment and this is how he's doing it. But I, I would really, really like, since they seem to be determined to keep his character in for the long haul, let Michael Emerson do something interesting. Yeah. I mean, make, he's make got the chops. He's got the chops. He certainly does. And I'd like to see him actually get to use them. So. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about what we do in the shadows. Go guys. You guys know that I love this show. I think it's brilliant, but but I'll talk about specific details. It, you know, it deals with, as it does all the time, you know, a vampire, the classic vampire lore. I know we hate the word trope. Um, 
but about the idea that living for an eternity can really become oppressive, you know, uh, and not fun and not cool. So it's like the underbelly downside of being a vampire. Um, so I thought they just such a comedic take, so brilliant. Um, he, uh, Laszlo is so depressed and becomes it's super Nandor. emo. Nandor. Oh, Nandor, sorry, Nandor. Nandor, and uh, the way he's depressed is hilarious. I mean, the you know, depression isn't funny, uh, but watching a vampire be, you know, existentially depressed and, you know, kind of, you know, whatever is hilarious. So he ends up joining a vampire cult, uh, which is, the basis of it is that they all want to be human and pretend basically that they're human. And uh, throughout the, the episode, the theme is they're doing like 80s Jane Fonda aerobics, uh, you know, a step class, which is unbelievably funny. And then they uh, tend to, every night they take off their, uh, they pull out uh, pretty painfully their fangs. So, um, so it's, and, and they you just know, throw back point. the next day. So, yeah. And it's so funny. The one liners, again, we know how funny the show is. If you think the show is funny in general. Um, and then Guillermo comes to like super rescue him and like, remember he's still a vampire hunter. So that turns out to be a bloody mess. Um, and then I'll actually let Allison, you take over to, to reveal the ending, which I thought was hilarious. Um, so for me, the show does that thing where it stays true to the whole, like, we're going to tell you about the life of a vampire and all the different things that it, you know, it might, uh, uh, you know, encounter, but really mesh it with modern day and how would that look, what would that look like? And so mm -hmm. dealing with his existential crisis and then him joining a cult and then him being rescued, these are all things that we're really familiar with. So it's really fun to see it through the the lens, the prism of like, what's it like for an old school 700 year old vampire? Allison? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. The whole thing was was so great, and I and it, it was also a great show showpiece for for Kevin Novak, who plays Nandor, because he got to have these moments where he's. I mean, even in the midst of this this really silly comedy, he took it, you know, as, as they do very frequently on the show, so seriously. He's suffering yeah. from depression because he's seven hundred years old, and he has he's done everything that he could possibly do, and now everything is meaningless and boring. And and he's just he just sells it. He's so great in this part. And he he gets talked into doing tax collection and ends up, you know, coming across this cult. And it's it's just his his embrace of all of this and seeing Nandor in, in this little exercise, you know, leotard outfit with with 80s hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> with hair. Doing these little step exercise things and getting into all this cult speak was was just absolutely priceless. And uh, the 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 whole bit with him being rescued by um, by Guillermo, Guillermo um, which and as soon as Guillermo goes off, you know exactly how this is going to end. Uh, but it was it was just absolutely it was it was great. I mean, all of it was so silly. Um, Bring in the end. Talk about how what the leader has to do, basically. Well, you know, when the, when they finally realize that the jig, when she realizes that the jig is up, because she's like typical cult leader, she's she knows this is bull, and exactly. everybody else is is listening to this, and so she now needs to to hightail it out of there, and she can't do it with this crowd of believers with her. So she tells them now it's time to really, you know 
Get embrace out there and be humanist. human. Embrace your humanity. You're humanist. And, and she marches them up to the roof and opens up the door. And one after the other, they, they go running happily out into the sunlight. And they're literally bursting into flames <laughs> the instant they're through the doorway. And none of them seem to notice this. I know. I yeah. thought that too. I was like, at some point, I figured they, some of them would stop and she would shove them through the doorway, you know. Um, but it was believable in that cult-like lemming over the hill. Yeah, exactly. They're so the deep in it that they they just don't even notice, and and yeah. they just one after the other until she gets the last one, slams the door, and she's out of there. Um, yeah. So it was it was great. Now they have to, I guess, deprogram uh nandor down in the little cage in the dungeon oh, right. uh, but uh it just everything about it was just so priceless i mean i, I one last thing well, no let's say we, 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 we really need to wrap it up we're way okay. behind time guys we gotta wrap okay. it up uh, just just that there was that scene in the car where nandor talks about his you know desolation and his depression and all that stuff that was some seriously good acting you know what I mean? So oh, he's great. But the whole cast yeah. is tremendously good. Yeah, we got we got to wrap okay, this we're up. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Lower Decks, and this was the season finale. And the premise of this one was that the captain's getting promoted, but she can't bring in her crew. And what does it mean between ambition of being a captain versus the the family of her unit of her team? And also, apparently, Mariner was just jealous and didn't want her mom to leave. Oh, sad. Uh, but it was a cool adventure. You know, they got to... I really like the, the crew working together and pulling off the the external plates and stuff on the ship and everybody working together. Uh, I thought that was all pretty good. So, yeah, I, I think it was I mean, a really good great. episode. I did, too. Allison, do you watch the show? No, I do not. Um, oh. I I know I it, I was not impressed when I first tuned in. I keep hearing that it's it's Get great better. from a lot of people. So I, maybe I'll try to catch up with it. At some Here's point. what I will say: as someone who really was not impressed, and for a long time, like six episodes in, you know, I don't know, four, five, six episodes in. I we're this is second season, right, mm -hmm. uh, Libya? Yeah. Okay. So I will say this: if you appreciate Star Trek you know, uh, and no Star Trek. It's filled with Easter eggs. It's a fun homage. Um, there, some episodes are just full on, you know, fan service, which is really fun. It does not take itself seriously. Uh, I do think that the series starts out really slowly. Um, but especially, I think, honestly, I think I restarted at season two and then was like, uh, maybe I'll go back and watch the missed episodes of season one, which is something, as J Libya knows, I never do. But I just really wanted to give it a second chance. And I thought, I can't I can't wade through this muck in season one. So that's what I will say. But you can't skip it because you you have to you have to get um, attached to the characters and understand the relationships. Uh, the last thing, the one thing I will just say so is you've just told it, me that season one is a complete slog, but I have to watch it anyway. Kind of, kind of. I mean, the first that's four or five not really getting me excited about <laughs> watching this. Show. Season two, <laughs> season two is really yeah. good. But but can we say I want to stay focused? I want to yeah. stay focused. Yeah, yeah. So, season two so finale. Here's, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. I really enjoyed season, uh, the finale. Um, but I will say to me, it was the perfect example of what's wrong with the show and what's so right about the show. Um, I 
absolutely it reminded me of how much i know you mentioned it so i want to be a rebuttal to that um you mentioned the relationship between the daughter and the, the the mother i can't stand it you know i understand the conflict they set up because she's the captain she, you know the daughter works underneath her blah 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 it's so annoying and cloying and shrewish and i i cannot buy the yes the arc is that they like finally grow to love each other and respect each other who cares like i they're just so they, they've been so annoying the whole season and actually allison i'll give you a heads up that was part of the most annoying part of the beginning of the season so for me that was actually a negative because the episode does focus a little bit on that but but libya you're so right the actual adventure was something that like in real life you know um non-animated would have just been equally as exciting as they it was amazing apart. yeah they strip apart the ship and yeah, yeah that was so good there was like a lot of actual tension and I was riveted and I was kind of like, what's going to happen? And I was like, that's such a great idea. You know, and so, <laughs> you know, they all have to work together. So, um, so on that. Oh, level, and they even had dolphins. Come on. You can't stop. Oh Wait, you have to, we have to, I have to talk about them. So we all know by now, like culturally, like the, the entire world knows that we've heard enough that dolphins are kind of grossly sexual, you know what I mean? And kind of lascivious. So they I totally- I don't know, where are you learning that? I have never heard such a thing. Oh, you haven't? You haven't? Oh, like, yeah. What are you talking about? Absolutely. Yes, they are. Oh Dolphin my God. Thing. Okay, continue, yeah. continue. Fine. So, so that is definitely, Olivia, you need to know that to appreciate that dolphin scene. So um, over the years with everybody swimming with the dolphins and having interactions in the ocean, uh, sadly dolphins that are in captivity, they have really been able to define that dolphins are kind of like sleazy, you know, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, well, get, 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 you know, get to the point. I've like, let, I've no, less yeah, sex with no, dolphins and get to the point. What this scene was brilliant because, and Allison, like I, like I said, the show has these great scenes and great moments. Um, it does such a fun job without it being gross. Um, nod, nod, winking, winking to the hypersexualization of the dolphins. So that was so random, right? So random. There are dolphins in some sort of water thing. In Starfleet. They have uniforms. They're Starfleet officers. Yes, and they're wearing little uniforms. It was so ridiculously random and only worked because it was animation. If they tried to do that in any way, especially like CGI, it would have been laughable and uncomfortable. So it takes advantage of the medium right. so in, in total like i said uh it showed to me like what is the best about the episode and what it can do really well and how it um leans into and utilizes the fact they're animated but then also you know some of it is annoying and cloying and i don't love all the relationships but the mother-daughter thing is something that really I, i'm glad that they've kind of getting along now and they're finished hopefully with that conflict because it is really boring and annoying but overall i disagree I with that statement now. I know, I know. I mean, you know, you, you you can. I just, I didn't think they did it well. I don't mind the mother-daughter kind of conflict. But for me, I just thought the daughter was just so impertinent and ungrateful and shrewy. I felt like, sort of like, um, what is that, Why Man show? Or why yeah. Why are we watching this show, you know? Yeah, the that show, show. That, I saw, that we stopped watching, that show, yes. Yes, <laughs> the daughter is so ungrateful and so annoying that I felt a very similar way. So anyway, but... I agree with you. It's a super fun, uh, great finale to a really good, solid, solid fun season. Season yes. two. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to move on to the season finale of C. And this episode basically takes place 
five seconds after the previous episode. So the battle has started. They're outnumbered by... There's like 300 uh, bad guys against 100 of the good guys. And and the thing that, I, as I was watching the episode, they're like, they're losing. They close the doors of the fort. And the guys are just hanging out outside the fort. And I was like, guys, you have walls. Why are you not shooting... That's like what you use the walls for in a siege. That is entirely the point. And they were just chatting, waiting for them to knock the doors down. And I was like, I don't, what, what's happening? But it all kind of led to this whole big speech that Baba Voss gives. And they're like, open the doors. And then you find out they've set traps everywhere. And the traps were pretty awesome. They're really good traps. I thoroughly enjoyed the battle 100%. Uh, Allison, your thoughts. Um, yeah, oh, it was it was choreographed really beautifully. Um, the you know, I one thing that I I've always been impressed with with this show is that they do interesting things with the whole concept of well, how would you fight and how would you get around if you couldn't see anything? Right. And I, I think you know they <laughs> they take really creative liberties in a lot of ways, but it's still a, a really fascinating take that they they did when they set the traps. They were the kind of things that that worked for you know you could say oh well i guess that's how they'd get around it if they can't see what they're doing right. they just have to go by you know what they hear and 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 what they're expecting their enemy to do and i thought all that was great and they they did kind of a a weird um thunderdome thing with that little kid guiding the troops well and uh, i was Trelasi's like will somebody get in. that kid and, I, and at yeah. first at first when the first time you see the little kid and I think in the pilot of, of our premiere of season two, you see the little kid and he helps them capture Baba Voss and Baba Voss grabs him and tells him to be quiet. And then he doesn't. And I was like, man, you need to knock that, at least knock that kid out. And so when the kid is again, helping them kill like a bunch of people, I was like, Will somebody take that child out. <laughs> yeah, It's like, Hanawa, you have a bow and arrow. Use it. Um, but apparently this is a show that does not like killing children, so we're not going to get that scene. So it, it finally, after after the kid manages to kill I don't know how many people by directing the, the his soldiers with arrows, finally Kofun takes a leap and, and throws him off their shoulders, and that's it for, for that that kid. Um, although he's, we see him at the end, and he's just got a little broken leg, and he's fine. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. But I, I, I thought that overall it was it was really beautifully done, and I I loved the the scene at the end, the fight scene between um, Jason Momoa and uh, uh, oh god Dave Batista. Yeah. Um, that was that was really done. Well, I, what, well what, done. What the I only really thing liked, I did not like about it. Well, what I was is, gonna say really quick. What I really liked about it is because I was like, oh, it's sibling rules. Because at first, you know, they're fighting everybody with swords, blah, blah, blah. And then when they decide to fight each other, they put their weapons down. I was like, yeah, that's exactly how you fight your brother. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Okay, now you can say what you don't like. Well, they Go put ahead. their weapons down for a while anyway. Um, well, they were but... like, finish it. But yeah, I just thought that yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing because that's how I used to fight my brother. Well, okay, I didn't fight my brothers like that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I, I never had punch outs with, with my brother. Oh, I Sorry. did. Absolutely. I absolutely um, did. We just screamed at each other a lot. But uh, the the thing that I did not like about it, even though I thought it was it was beautifully choreographed and all of that, and it was very touching at the end. Um, is that I would have liked to have seen more 
verbal interaction between uh, Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista. They're they're both not just terrific in in terms of you know physicality, but they're they're wonderful actors and very right. personable. And I would like to have had more interaction That's true. Yeah. between them before they went and and killed uh, Bautista's character off. I mean, something. Give me something. I, cause yeah, because I think they have, they have a scene where where Jason Momoa is getting whipped in, like, episode two. Yeah. And then... And he gets tortured by him and, and, you and know, tells him once what he escapes, he's going yeah. to do to his daughter. And yeah. then they have nothing to do with each other until that last scene. Yeah. And, and it's just kind of a waste. It's like he has more interaction with Ren yeah. um, than, than he does with, with Jason Momoa. So, uh, you know, I... It, that that was one frustrating thing with that, but other other than that, it was it was a fantastic episode right until that last frustrating scene. Well, I mean, I also um, think that by I mean, Baba Voss told her Magra over and over again that he's like, I can't deal with you being queen. You got a fake husband. I got to share you with this dude. I can't openly claim you as my wife. And she was like, oh, you just have to stand it. It's fine. And he's like, no, it's not fine. And it's like she's not listening to him. And mm-hmm. he, he says, I cannot stay. This is not where I belong. And she still doesn't listen to him. And then he leaves. So that was, I thought that part was sad. I'm not, I understand what you're talking about the last scene, but I really did think that was a sad moment. But I thought, I thought. I, no, I had no problem with that scene because it seemed to that that it came worked. out of yeah that that came out perfectly. It was organic to the storyline, and even though I think you know, I mean, the rest of the series has all been about him trying to get his family together. I thought by the end it's legitimate because he's now been forced to kill his own brother. Correct. Which, and that was the very reason that he he left Trevante's in the first place was because he refused to kill his brother, and now right. his brother has essentially used him to commit suicide. So, you know, that's gone. His his wife. I mean, now that the, the old queen is a prisoner, it's possible that he doesn't have to, you know, the, the his wife doesn't have to pretend to be married to somebody else. But we she didn't give any home. indication that that was going to change. No, it's it's you know, I mean, she should, but it she didn't. So, you know, there's that tension. And I think most of all, it's that w- what we've seen of him and he keeps reiterating it through through this and other episodes is that he is not a soldier anymore. That's not what he wants to do. Right. He wants to just he he liked being a family man and pro- he protected his family. That's why he fought and right. having a, his family protected he just he doesn't want to keep fighting anymore. So right. that's why that's also oh, why he absolutely. goes out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I got all of that. Yeah, yeah. So all of that made sense. The part that drove me crazy was that last tag at the end where we get the queen who who I think, you know, we've all agreed has outlasted her her welcome by quite a number of episodes. And she she calls in Paris to to you know talk to her and and find out what's going on with her baby and ends up slitting her throat so we end up at the very end with the queen who really should be dead now alive and and alfrey woodard who you know i love and would love to see more of and her character was fantastic she's gone so it just it just I, I, I was yeah, like the screaming. wrong character died in that scene. I'm not going to disagree at all. Absolutely. The it thing was, was is she, she has proven she's way too dangerous to keep alive. She is. She's told Magra, I will 
get my throne back. I will, and I believe her. And yeah, so I was like, you everything. just need to kill her. Kufun's not trying to claim the baby. Whatever, man. Just And if you're going to keep her, if you're going to keep her and be like, we're going to keep you until you have the baby, keeping her in the palace is not the right place. You put her in a pit somewhere. Yeah. Out in the cut where she can't try to whisper in people's ears and get people to help her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't leave her in the place of power. Like, all the things that they're doing wrong is just... And obviously, the other witch finders, well, they're not going to support the queen. Because I was like, they've already made a division between the witch finders, but I can't see them supporting her, especially because she's about to have a sighted baby. That doesn't make sense. So, never mind. I was like, maybe she, that's how she's going to do it. She's going to get those guys that broke away. But I was like, eh, nah, she can't do that because they'll just kill her baby. So, never mind. I don't know what she's going to do, but it's going to be something evil. And But, I mean... Yeah, she's, she's, she exists to be destructive. And... That would be fine if she was, A, a more interesting character, yeah. or B, if they structured it in a way that I could believe that she was, you know, still was legitimately like she, yeah. out there as a threat. But they've structured it in a way that the only reason she's still threatening is because everybody else is stupid. Yeah, and they allow her and to they, be. And, and I was like, her. you guys had her prisoner for weeks and nobody found the knife? Are you kidding me? Whatever. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Legacies, and this is the premiere of Season 4, and their promo is uh, Hope Must Die, because it's all about her becoming the Tribrid, and that's apparently what they're plugging is the way that she's going to defeat Malivore, and this episode is all about can Hope put aside her weirdly bizarre obsession with Landon, because that's the only way I can say it, because I'm like... The, the team is not wrong. At least they call her out on it. At yes. least they call her out They're on not it. Yeah, wrong. They yeah, they're not they wrong. They're like, we're not including you in the plan because you always go rogue and do whatever it is and save Landon and screw the rest of us. They are not wrong in that at all. And I do, I guess I appreciate that this episode was all about to prove the fact that she can see further than the forest. That she, because I was like, there's no way she's going to let MG die so that she can spend eternity in a pit with Landon. I was like, that makes no sense. And at least she came to the same conclusion. Uh, but it took her way too long to come to that conclusion, by the way. But anyway. Um, I did like their plan. I like they had a two-layered plan. And I have to admit that the actor playing Landon is way better at being evil than he is at being good. But yes, go. he is. He's, no he's, found, evil he's, he's found his milieu. <laughs> So, uh, thoughts, you guys. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought a very similar thing. You know, it's, it's just the whole, the whole Landon thing for me is, is dragging out. Frankly, it actually, even more than Landon. It's Malivore. The whole Malivore thing yeah. is like, can't we move on to another big bad already? It's, uh, I mean, come on. How, how long are we going to milk We're this? We're in season four. Malivore was yeah. introduced in season one. I'm just pointing that out, yes. Yeah, but it's like, I mean, they've had other big bads come and go during that time where they focused more on that. And Malivore's just been kind of in the background. And at this point, we should have defeated Malivore and moved on to something more interesting. And instead, we're stuck with this. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of out of it. Although I do like the the um, the character who plays uh, Land uh, the character the actor who plays Landon is doing a good job being being Bad evil. Malivore. Yeah, he's really good. So, yeah, I mean, he is good with that. So if the character is tolerable in any way, it's because he's done a good job playing it. But um, 
Yeah, there was just, I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels going over the same territory. And also the whole thing about her, her, you know, oh, it's, it would be so horrible and terrible for her to become the tribe I mean, granted, she has to kill somebody, but she could kill somebody who is no, eminently no, no, killed. No, 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 um, She's already, no, that's not true. She's already killed somebody, which is why she's a werewolf. She has to die to become a vampire. To die to become a tribe Die, tribe okay, right, yeah, okay, sorry. So she, no one um, has to die except for her. Right. Yeah, that's but, even I mean, worse. It comes Just right back be a tribe for goodness sake. What's her, the big deal? Seriously, her, her, her dad was a tribrid. Her mother was a tribrid. Why is it so terrible for her to become like that? She doesn't I mean, want to die. She doesn't want to be a no, teenager forever. Which would make sense. Life. Which would make sense if you stayed dead. But we know she comes right back and just becomes the tribrid. So it's yes. it's ridiculous. It's but a also it also means that she it's not a non-issue. She doesn't eat food anymore. She becomes a vampire and she only can drink blood. And then she has to feed on people. And she might become a ripper. There are all side effects to this whole tribrid thing. It's not that simple. I, I, yeah, I but I mean, look at her. Does she look like she eats to... much of anything anyway? So, <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. It, it's not I'm a just lot. saying, no, it I, is I, a I, lot to become a vampire. That's all. No, but I think as a tribrid, she can eat. I feel like... No, uh, she can't. The... No, she can't. She, a tribrid... No, I... I, like we said, her father was a tribrid. All he did was drink blood. He did not eat anything else. He was he was a vampire. No, I feel like didn't he go to the bar and drink and stuff? Yes, yes. all vampires did, but they drink blood. If they don't drink blood, they die. Well, yes, uh, but I think I I'm trying to remember. It's it's like uh, trust me, guys. This is this is this is my thing. Trust me, I've rewatched all of this. Tribrids okay. are basically vampires. They only drink blood. Once she dies, right. she's a vampire. Well, here's the thing. We'll move on. I'll accept it. Because <laughs> to me, it's like it's also not that big of a deal. I mean, it is a big deal because if she did do it, then I guess the series would be over. Or at least we'd get rid of Malivore. It would be like that simple. So the show has made it a big deal. And, and you're saying, Libya, it is a big deal. So that's fine. Um, I, you know, look, we all agree that soap opera evil twin Brandon is is better. Brandon? But I, Are you renaming I mean, him? Landon, Landon. I don't even care what his name is. So, um, the, I, the, you know, I just, I hate the storyline. It's too long. It's, I'm not you know, at they, all. they go back to him turning into a phoenix. Who cares? I forgot he was a phoenix. You know what I mean? Malivore. I mean, this will be uh, a t-shirt I will make. Uh, you know, villain, villain, villain. It's all about the villain. You know, like in in uh, real estate, location, location, location. This is villain, villain, villain. It is a terrible villain. He's overstayed his welcome. I genuinely like the show, but this episode rem- uh, kind of reminded me of what I don't like about it. When uh, I'm not invested in the character, uh, when the plot or the villain is terrible, and it didn't have a lot of the like super cute pop culture asides it didn't have like the rat tat 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 kind of dialogue that it's kind of sort of uh stepped up its game the last i don't know four five six seven episodes um so for me the fun was out of it you know what i mean it was sort of just a drag and and fine the the you know the fact that they finally called her out you know on her obsession with uh landon uh and then also uh you know finally she steps up and is like okay i'm not gonna choose landon so yay i guess you know except what I mean? that like, they're again lying to her which is always a bad deal 
well, whatever the case is, whatever the case is, uh, you know, she in the episode I watched her, you know, not choose Landon. You know what I mean? No, in the at, the, at the end of this episode, uh, right? both the teacher Alaric and Caleb lie to her at the end because she was like, "Did you guys see Landon in there?" Yes. And they yes. both say yes. no, and they're lying. Yes. Yes, and but they're I'm, lying badly too. I know. I thought um, that too. I was like, "Does she no. know they're lying?" I know it was awful lying. It was really nope, bad. No, Landon's here. We didn't see anyone. No, did you see anyone? No, I didn't. No, no, <laughs> it, was, Landon, it was really no terrible. Landon at all. I mean, but I I'm think just that like that cool. is always the beginning of the end for them when they all start lying to each other. That's always yeah. Bad. Fair, fair. But like I said, up until that point, you know, we didn't know that they were going to lie to her. So she did have her little mini arc is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, and so it made me like her more, but I like her less than other characters. Oh, last thing. Shout out, Libya, because we talk about the relationship so not working on Motherland. Uh, you know, the the, the lesbian, lesbian relationship. Yeah. Um, I absolutely, positively hate this one as well. So <laughs> <laughs> the, They should take the girlfriends and make them date each other because I 100%, I don't, there's zero chemistry. The writing is is bad. Uh, there's nothing, you know, likable well, about- so weird is Josie's girlfriend she had in season one, their chemistry was off the chart. Yes! And I was a hundred percent behind that yeah. relationship. Yeah. Wait, uh, isn't she the isn't she on Kung Fu now? Doesn't she lead Kung Fu? No, I feel that's like she's totally she's different. Though, that is not the same actress. No. You oh, no, you're racist? Right. <laughs> you're right. No, well, uh, hello, just because I, first of all, uh, I don't know how that's racist, but second of all, I know I'm just messing with you. I'm messing you can't <laughs> tell Asians apart. Yeah, seriously. Um, anyway, but yes, uh, let's move on though. I, I think we all agree this this we the show will a- not get better until they deal with the whole Malivore okay. thing and get get that off their plate. All right, yeah. let's move on. Uh, next up, uh, Allison wants to talk about billions and tell us why we all have already quit watching this show. <laughs> Go ahead, well, you know, I've been I have been watching Billions. I have been a a fan of the show, you know, since it started. And the the show has always been sort of problematic because it's it's got it's got really nobody to root for. Yeah, that's um, why I stopped watching Billions. Yeah, it's it's a show all about horrible people and I think unlike Succession, which I also love, um it's it doesn't have the same sense of humor. I mean, it's it's really doesn't have any sense of humor, and it it has this weird uh, tendency to make you to tell you almost that you should be rooting for these people, even though they are relentlessly awful, and it's like the show itself isn't sure how awful these people are. It's like they sometimes are, but then other times it's like, no, nah, we love them anyway. And no, no, they're not lovable. And for a long time, I have been sticking with the show simply because the one moderately likable character, um, Taylor Mason, was was worth watching. And I was totally team Taylor. I thought, I don't care what happens to Chuck. I don't want I don't care what happens to Bobby Axelrod. Actually, I do. I want him to die horribly in a plane crash. But I I am totally team Taylor. And where this show went this this season um, the way it finally ended, they've they've put Taylor on a trajectory to go to become just as bad as any of the other characters, which I don't need to see. Um, and Damian Lewis apparently has got tired of being on this show, and so they Woo-hoo! wrote him out. 
I'm sorry. And... I'm saying woohoo because that means he'll be on something that I'll watch. I yeah, love Damian exactly. Lewis. And I'm like, I oh, he's going to be something I'm going to watch now. Fantastic. I, I just hate Bobby Axelrod. And the, this, this would have been fine if they decided, because the entire show is built around the animus and this an endless fight between Chuck Rhodes and Bobby Axelrod. So once Damian Lewis says, I'm out of here, they should end the show. Right. Are they ending the show? No. They, they got rid of Bobby Axelrod, and in a way that is completely uh, just frustrating. Um, and, and not satisfying in the slightest. And they've introduced another character um, of Eric Prince. And and he's like the new Bobby Axelrod. He's taken over all of his, his properties and he's going to be in charge of everything. And now he and Chuck are going to be at each other's throats. And yawn. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. First of all, I mean, they didn't even get rid of Bobby Axelrod in a, in a good way. They 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 had this Prince guy take away almost all his assets. He bought everything out from under him, and he made him a, a fugitive from the law. So he's Bobby Axelrod now has to he's he's like in in Switzerland now with with a Swiss passport, and he he can't be extradited. But he's still worth two billion dollars. Now it may be a fraction of what he used to be worth. But he's not been been shoved in a, a prison cell or reduced to abject poverty. He has $2 billion. This is more money than any of us are ever going to see in our lifetimes. And, and he's still being greeted at the airport by Swiss officials who treat him like, you know, a visiting dignitary. So he hasn't been, you know, shown what for or God has come up in any way. Um, so it's, it's that part is very unsatisfying. And the fact that it is now insisting on dragging out further for a season with a brand new, you know, Bobby Axelrod wannabe character who we are not invested in um, is just pointless to me. So I've decided I am I am out. I deleted it off my DVR and I'm sorry. Sorry, billions, but I'm gone. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can leave them at tvcampfiregmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook, sci-fi.radio, Weenopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.